2: Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Outta Vegas, with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
5: You heard it. I'm R.J. Live. Coast to coast. 200. Fox Sports Radio stations. It's 3 o'clock here in Vegas, 6 on the East Coast, drive time, and I'm excited. If you've listened for a while, you know this sound. That's, well, it's cash. And anytime we disagree amongst ourselves, we bet against each other. There's a number of bets already being considered against me. Now, here's what I'll tell you what is the best bet of the day. A lot of jibber jabber about betting against me, but then there's always that reason not to. At the end, we'll see. Brad Powers, he's in studio. Steve Fezzik. Woo! Brad, I'm looking for some Browns positive action. Meaning, I'm pro Browns. Okay. You already. Now I saw you scribbling like a little golf guy trying to figure out like <laughs> with a bunch of eights and sevens like what his score is. We'll see if you come out with a few props that gives me fair action on the Brown. We know Fezzik won't give fair action. He always wants the best of it. And I, I give him credit for that. It's boring because if you're playing against guys that aren't going to give you the best of it, then you got to have a little gamble in you. He's, he's an actuary. He's not a gambler. Congratulations. But you don't have that gamble in you, do you, Fez?
6: Well, I did have that gamble in me, RJ. And as you know, i basically been paying you almost seems like a monthly annuity to pay back the bets that I lost to you last year.
5: Oh, so now you're saying those were the bets that you weren't being quite as analytical with. Oh, okay. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their bodies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. But you cannot have pros without Joes. He's in L.A. He's Jonas Knox.
7: Always good to be here, RJ, on a Monday on Straight Out of Vegas. And we start in the NFL. Tom Brady is back, well, at least for one more year. Tom Brady agreeing to a contract extension with the New England Patriots. In essence, he gets a pay bump of about $8 million for this season with the last two years of the contract voidable by the team. So what does Vegas make of Tom Brady back in New England for yet another season following a Super Bowl?
5: When things are obvious, we always look a second and a third time. Why? Because obvious can sometimes fool you. And when I read the article, I, two things popped out at me. One, Tom Brady is going to make $8 million additional dollars this year in his pocket, eight sticks as some call it. That makes him number six paid quarterback in the league. Obviously, much closer to his true worth. By the way, Fez, QBR-wise, what was Brady last year? He was sixth in the league. Wow, there you go. Seems properly aligned, I guess. Though the Super Bowls might count for a little something. But then I kept reading, and it said, The Patriots, in turn, verbatim now, get an additional $5.5 of salary cap space this year. Now, this is from ESPN's article. So wait a minute. It's only the Patriots <laughs> that can somehow find a way. I guess maybe other teams could. I haven't read this before. Oh, you know that underpaid guy? He's getting an additional eight million. And oh, by the way, by paying him eight million, they get to spend that eight, and somehow they can spend five and a half more. So one, that's why the Patriots are the Patriots. Number two, hey, NFL, if you have a system this convoluted, I get that there's kind of a gamified, it's fun if it were chess to see who can figure this out, but how do the fans follow, right? Imagine a draft in fantasy, and you realize you've got, and I'm not a fantasy guy, but when you do fantasy drafts, how many, what's the uh, salary cap typically? I, you know, I don't know. No fantasy guys. <laughs> no fantasy. No. Depends, it depends dime. on your league. Depends yeah, Why well I assume, yeah, but, it, but it, in it, general, what's a number that, that would fit a normal league? The Jones?
7: league that I was in, it was 100 fake dollars okay. that you could put in a waiver claim on. So, so
5: here's the thing. If you're just watching that, even as you're drinking beer and maybe doing Jaeger shots, you still realize, <laughs> wait a minute, Jonas just played $10 for Gronk, even though he retired, Wow, that's 10% of his bankroll, his salary cap. That's not so good. Here somehow it's like, "Well, Brady's getting an extra 8 mil." Okay. That's good they got him happy. Oh, by the way, they can spend now he they now have $105.50. Well, how's that work? So, I think the goal of the NFL should be get a salary cap that makes sense and then the fans can follow along Listen, the NFL is obviously doing a lot of things right, but let's be candid. You can't really assess anything in the NFL without thinking about salary. Right? Is signing this wide receiver to the biggest contract of all time? Is that Zeke? It's you don't think Jerry Jones wants to pay Zeke and Zach and Cooper? Yeah. But he only has this finite amount of money, this zero-sum game that we talked about. That's something to follow. And then when you make moves that don't maybe make a ton of sense on the surface, if the salary cap element of it is more logical, it's more enjoyable to follow. Does anyone disagree with that? No. So let's give the tip of the cap to the Patriots again. To game the system, Fez kinda like hey, who's your favorite team, Fez? New England. I you know, somehow that surprises me. Now were they were you a fan of like Tony Eason and such? No. So just when they started like uh, filming practices and stuff. <laughs> When Honestly, when was the first moment? Because you weren't some big Belichick guy from the Browns. You didn't like see, oh, he was such a great D coordinator. And if only, you know, Brian Seip had done this or whatever. No, 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 right?
6: No, it's like 2010. Just every time I would watch New England when I bet on them, they would do what I would do. And everyone, all these other teams would do things I wouldn't do. And so... So cheat
5: is what you're saying.
6: Uh, Give themselves the best chance to win. I'm the dirtiest
5: player in the game. I mean, listen, you know what they say. There's probably a rap lyric to this that I don't know about, but, you know, player or game respects game or something like that. I've heard before. I thought Fez was a Bengals fan.
7: What the hell is that? See, see, listen, Mm.
5: that's when he's got his howdy doody face on. Oh, man. And he's trying to act like, oh, you know those lovable losers? That's who I root <laughs> Come for. On. I'm a fan like you guys, the Browns. <laughs> I mean, could you see Fezzik? Like with a little Bengals flag, <laughs> like in the cold. <laughs> I, I just, How's he in-game batting?
7: Yeah, I, I, like, I, you can't trade in Akili Smith and David Klingler for Tom Brady. You just can't do that. That's not a fair trade-in. It doesn't make sense.
5: Are you starting to get it, Jonas? He's full <laughs> of crap. That's why he's got a mansion and a yacht. I mean, come on. And, and the fact he's not saying a word right now. <laughs> That's Jonas Knox. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas, and we're talking about Steve Fezzik, the dirtiest player in the game, Brad Powers. Also in studio. Okay. Tom Brady still was underpaid. I think we all agree with that. Yep. Some would make the case, one of our new guys, the Hitman, we call him. That was just me misreading his handle, but it stuck. It's a lot cooler than whatever his goofy name tried to be. The Hitman, and his first name's Tom. So Tommy the Hitman, think about that a second. Uh huh, uh huh. Little Detroit action. Yep. So, Here's what ta- – who follows the Patriots pretty close. He goes, well, I was watching that interview, and Brady seemed a little peeved off. And he's like, well, how much of the interview did you watch? Uh, you know, uh, eight seconds, I think the clip was. It's like, okay, Daryl, you happened to watch the entire interview. Oh, what, yes. What was your – again, trying to read the tea leaves. Brady wouldn't have signed a contract. He didn't want to sign. That's one. But what else did you see?
8: I just seen him being a professional as he normally is. And he just literally looked at the situation as I'm going to play this year, and next year we'll worry about it next year. The Patriot way.
5: Yeah, and and the break really, it's the way of anyone who's super confident. Because obviously we can't get away from the fact that it, unless the reporting is hundred percent untrue, that Belichick at best was ambivalent, had two minds on the decision between Jimmy G and Brady moving forward. The fact is, by reporting, he was forced by Kraft, a rare situation where Kraft is butting his nose in football operations, at least by reporting. He said, no, Jimmy G's got to go because Brady thinks he's too handsome or whatever the rationale was, he had to go. And supposedly Belichick was very mad about it because let's be candid if Jimmy G is as good as people think and Fez, amongst the young quarterbacks without a ton of experience, who's your favorite? I love
6: Jimmy G. RJ, the number one rated by QBR, minimum six games, quarterback in the league, Jimmy G, 2016 and 2017. (laughs)
5: How in the heck did he know that? I, I mean, only a man that now somehow, lo- he, he has a catchphrase associated with Jimmy G, right? Here it is. I love Jimmy G. Somehow he keeps repeating it now. So people don't know if it's live. People don't know it. They just know he loves Jimmy G. Yeah. And, and, and there's something to do with his jawline. I swear to God, I don't want bad things to happen to Jimmy G. Not at all. I mean, I think it's hard in this life to kind of get a straight flushed out to you. So enjoy it, right? I, in a way, I, I want, I, I have a little envy, but I more want to see it. I want to see like the Fawns, right? If you used to watch Happy Days, who rooted against the Fawns? You could say, oh, the Fawns got too many girls, or this or that, yeah. Or you could say, hey, not many people are the Fawns. There's only one. He should enjoy it, right? Mr. Cunningham used to try to resist the funds, and then eventually he just gave up. So I like Jimmy G, but I wonder if he had some type of industrial accident that that, that marred his looks. <laughs> yeah. Would Fezzik's opinion change? He, he'd, he'd be like, uh, I mean, literally he'd go like uh, you know 17 to 30 with one pick and he'd be like, "You know, I'm reevaluating this guy." There's <laughs> just when I look at him, I don't get the same feeling <laughs> True or false? Man? I'm not sure. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, you know that's an honest yeah. answer because if you d- if you look at the studies, and I'm I'm not a professor of this, but attractiveness. Let's be candid. Brad Pitt and then Paul Giamonte. Now, both a lot of people would say Giamonte is the better actor. Sideways is a great movie, for example, and at the end of a hard day on the set, Paul says, "Hey, I'm heading down to." bar X, and Brad Pitt says, hey, I'm going down to bar Y. Bar Y it is. Now, a lot of people would say, wait a minute, why would Brad Powers want to compete with Brad Pitt?
9: I'll take his left Yeah, I'm just kidding.
5: <laughs> so, to me, <laughs> that was Brad Powers, by the way. To me, there is an element of attractiveness in leadership. And it doesn't matter. It's not just if if there's any homosexuality or whatever. It's just the reality. People want to be around good-looking people. They want to be led by good-looking people. So, Fez, if that is the case with you, you would just be like, you know, a normal person. Nothing to be ashamed of. Any comment?
6: No, I think you covered it.
5: <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about how Tom Brady does what he does and what it means to the Patriots, but also what does it mean for the rest of the NFL? This answer will surprise you.
7: That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific
1: Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely.
0: Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year,
1: 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Celina. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G.
0: La Bichota.
10: You can listen to the Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I'm R.J. Bowe. We are straight out of Vegas. And
7: I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, there is an advantage in the NFL that one team has over every other in the league.
5: (laughs) Now that's a good tease. Thanks for joining us. We have fun each weekday bringing the fun of Vegas straight to you. Not so fun today, guys, 115 degrees on the Strip, the hottest day of the year. You can feel it. The neon is boiling.
7: So, RJ, we talked a lot about Tom Brady and his new contract with the New England Patriots, and we know that it is an advantage for the New England Patriots that Tom Brady is taking a deal less than what he is worth, and he's done so throughout the course of his career. And we know that that hurts other teams, but you guys have actually found another way, if you you dig a little bit deeper, that it also hurts every other team in the NFL.
5: Yeah, and here's the thing. I don't agree with the logic of this line of thinking, but it doesn't matter because it's a line of thinking a lot of players are going to have. First, though, how does Tom Brady do this? Why? Well, obviously for him, that incremental money, millions— is worth less than an increased chance to win. And you might say, wow, winning, more important than money. Well, remember, his wife is a supermodel who is worth, by published estimates, $400 million. Brady's worth about 180. Poor, Imagine being worth 180 sticks and you're worth less than half your wife's net worth. I mean... <laughs> Wax,
2: five sticks wired now to Wendy Rogers' personal account.
5: That's what cool people call millions. I, I can't do it yet. You know, that's my goal. But imagine you're worth 180 sticks and your wife's worth double that. I would love it in a way. But once you, you know, in a weird way, if you have 180, you want to kind of be the, the boss of the house. I wonder who decides what movies they go to. (laughs) I don't know. I'm R.J. Bowe straight out of Vegas. Now, here's the other side of it. All right? We know if you're on another team, you're thinking, well, there's a finite amount of money. Brady's taking less. They got more to spend on others. Boo-hoo. But Daryl, our producer, the player's advocate in many ways, believes it hurts these other teams beyond that.
8: Well, I I definitely believe it hurts. Shout out to the Patriots for making this happen. But if I'm Dak, if I'm any other quarterback in the league, I'm not taking this type of deal. Pay me. Whatever they're doing up there in New England, that's their business. But you're going to pay me if I'm a quarterback.
5: Okay. Now, the reason I think that it hurts those teams is the fact there's a conversation about it. That's right. Because if you're a fan, if you're another player, an O-lineman who these millions – it doesn't make sense to you. You're making nice money, but, you you know, you're making your money. You want to win. Now, all of a sudden, the quarterback's making 34. Why not just take 28, buddy? No. No? I understand. And that's where I think there could be internal strife because of that. And the reality is, is Brady and his partnership with his wife transcend typical considerations of money, because a half a billion, over a half a billion they've got, and ego, because a lot of players will tell you, oh, it's not the money anymore. It's a sign of respect. It's I'm being shown they think I'm worth what I know I'm worth. Okay? Brady, somehow that doesn't affect him. He's got another level of ego. Now, when you can hardly lift your hand from the Super Bowl <laughs> rings... That helps, but let's give Brady credit. To me, and Daryl, I think your point's well justified, uh, that, that players could think like that. I would hope I didn't, but I can see it, no doubt. But the rarest commodity on this earth is someone that marches to the beat of his own or her own drummer, and Brady does. And right or wrong, win or lose... That takes guts and less guts when you got a half a B in the bank. But still, it takes guts. Closing thoughts, Daryl. No, nah, you
8: said it pretty much. I know Jay-Z's not going to not take that because Beyonce's getting that. So it's a different <laughs> type of person. I'm getting mine if I'm him.
5: And the question is, in that case... There's no salary cap, right? Right. Is uh, the, whatever the record company, the movie company, whatever they want to get it all. That's right. And I and and the movie company wants it all, right? They do. I kind of respect do. it. It's weird in sports, where on one hand the owners and the players are in opposition, but then once that contract's signed, they they're on the same team, mm-hmm. and that's where I think Jerry Jones being, you know, so brilliant in some ways where. He's creating a situation, it would seem, regardless of how it goes, that there's going to be no hard feelings. And to me, the worst thing you can do is pay someone big money and they still be mad at you. From
7: one quarterback cashing checks to another quarterback chugging beers, Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns on video shotgunning a beer at the Cleveland Indians game over the weekend. A little bit of backlash in some places, but what do the guys in Vegas make of the situation in Cleveland?
5: I tell you this, Brad Powers, who in the NFL, you could say, is the most predictable man in the world. <laughs> he's taking the underdog. He's <laughs> fa- he's fading the public. And in a weird way, it gets him 80% of the way there. And it'll be fun this NFL season because he's committed to being on the NFL part. Now, listen. Wait,
9: when was that? I oh, committed?
5: We've got the tape on that. I don't know. Is he said every week, or there's going to be a bounty fee or something if he like if he doesn't show. That's how I remember. Exactly. It. <laughs> but the fact is, last year, just using that kind of hey here, almost like a blackjack where you've got that little card fez, basic strategy card that says do this, do that, do this. That gets you how far towards winning at blackjack? Almost equal. Almost to break even. Yeah. You don't win that way, though. <laughs> Wait, who yeah.
9: won the NFL podcast, yeah. all the bets? Who that, won that last year?
5: That's why we were setting it up is all the right. small sample size all allowed right. you to win, <laughs> and that created an environment in which you've committed to be there every week this week, <laughs> the year, and we'll see what ends up happening. Like
6: a blackjack player who just plays basic strategy and you played for an hour and won.
5: Boy, Fez really took to that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I think it took him a while to figure where I was going. He was like, oh, yes, that yeah. is Brad. Now, Brad. You hate the Browns. Make your case. Your simplistic, first-level case.
9: Well, it's not that I hate the Browns. I don't trust the Browns. Expectations placed upon the Browns franchise that hasn't won a division title since 1989, and now I'm supposed to trust well, an inexperienced head coach that's never really had a full season as even a coordinator before. I'm supposed to trust a second-year quarterback with a bunch of combustible personalities, one of the biggest in the entire National Football League in Old Beckham. No, I'm not buying the Browns. I lived in that city for seven years. If something goes awry early on and the Browns' schedule is much tougher early on than it is in the back half, Anything that goes wrong in that city, and it's like Chicken Little, sky is falling. I expect stuff to go wrong early, and I think it's gonna, you know, obviously derail their season late.
5: <laughs> now, I'll be honest, <laughs> good case there, and and I would be agree with the following. I think the Browns are gonna be a momentum team. If they start hot, this yeah. team could go thirteen and three. I really I, I
9: can agree with that,
5: and I think they could go seven and nine. Yep, but I gotta tell you something. In a league where teams go from, oh, they're so close to, man, they got the best roster in football, that tends to happen quickly in the NFL. That tra- Look at Seattle. right? Seattle had the year, what were they, 7-8-1 seven, uh, seven, or something, and then Beast Mode won a playoff game, I'm remembering. What were they, an eight-point dog on the road? Was it against the Saints? Yeah. Saints home? at home. At yeah. home
7: against the Saints.
5: Exactly. Was that line right, fast? Yes, Uh huh. Now, I couldn't remember where it was, but I remembered the (laughs) line. There we go. That's exactly right. And then what happened? They're like, oh, my gosh, this is the best team in football the next year. That jump happens pretty quickly. The Browns have been drafting at the top of the draft with multiple picks a crazy amount. About 20 years. (laughs) Yeah, true (laughs) enough. But if you just look at their young core, I mean, who has the best young core? Oh, it's the Browns. So now the question becomes... Baker Mayfield. Now, right here on Fox Sports Radio Colin Cowherd, Jonas's nemesis, <laughs> a lot of personal animosity. It's yeah. almost like that Brady situation again. A lot of anim- but but Colin takes every dollar. We know that. It's that animosity though that's driving in a way Colin against Baker because what I noticed today in his take, which was, "Hey, if you're drinking beer, Maybe that's fun before the school year. Now, we're going to make this like a Mm. fraternity analogy now. Before the school year, you want to be drinking with, you know, the the, the boys from Animal House (laughs) and Belushi. But, hey, once there's final exam time, that's not where you want to be. And it dawned on me. Colin is a lot like Brad in the NFL, which is these very robotic, logical takes but in some way like it's almost like colin could skip watching sports for five years now i know for a fact he watches sports a ton he loves sports but he could skip it for five years and still say who's this new kid which is oh okay yeah he's that guy that did that thing at State." oh yeah yeah he's got a uh you know ego problem so i'm gonna fade him some of the narratives are a little simple Because on one hand, having fun and obviously being in on the joke and in this day and age, creating a viral moment is something literally that companies spend tens of millions of dollars to try to do. The fact that he was able to do that, I think, shows you the sign of how in tune Baker Mayfield is to today's generation. And who's he leading? A bunch of young players that would love to create viral moments themselves. I think if anything, if all you knew in the last week was that viral moment, to me that makes me like Baker more, more optimistic about him. Anyone agree, disagree?
7: I like him. I I like what he does. I think just because we haven't seen it before doesn't mean it's not going to work. I just think it's a different approach to that position, and you can make the argument he's exactly what that franchise needed.
5: That's a good point, too, right? Is there's nothing I always tell the story, but not all that often. I used to shoot pool four hours a day because we used to start about six Eastern. We would get the lines at six, look at the lines. I'd be winning the money at pool, I'd be beating the bookie. I mean, it was when I was 16 or 17, it was perfect, right? And I was pretty good. I mean, I wasn't going to be a professional. But when I would miss a shot that really upset me, you know, I had a a a nice cue that you know you would two piece that goes into one. I would crack the cue and then retighten it, and to me it was a reset. It was a mental thing, saying that shot isn't on that stick anymore. Right. What's the Browns need more than anything? They need a reset. And if there's anyone that has, if you're a Browns fan and a Steelers fan says, well, what about 19? It's like, hey, Baker. Hey, we got a new. You know, we we are now the future, and to me, Jonas is so right that someone with a force of personality as big as Baker Mayfield is necessary to turn a franchise around. Faz, what do you think?
6: I like your take, R.J. Especially about the volatility of the Cleveland Browns. So, if they happen to start five and two, they could well be heading to thirteen and three. Right? That's the right attitude that they need. However, if for some reason get some injuries, lose some close games and things go south, all of a sudden being dangerous might not
5: necessarily be a good thing. Yeah, except still, I to me, I think Baker me- might even stop. Because let's be candid, if you told the Browns right now, you just missed the playoffs this year, last week, but you're in it. Next year you make it win again. You know, let's say the year four you win a Super Bowl. Everyone's signing up. Every oh, Browns yeah. fan. So as long as they believe in the general direction, I think the short, especially with the youth of the team, OBJ might be a question mark, but his buy-in, I think the team is bought in around Baker. But here's the other side of it quickly. If you listen to the Ringer podcast for the NFL, excellent NFL guys, excellent. They had just visited the Browns camp. And what the Ringer guy said was, that literally it's Aaron Rodgers and literally it's Patrick Mahomes and literally it's the third and only in this group of three, Baker Mayfield, that throws the ball different. Meaning if you watch him throw it against, you know, Big Ben, Tom Brady, think about the list, Russell Wilson, it's like, yeah, yeah, they all throw great. But these guys got a little something different about their arm, the liveliness of it, the accuracy. They literally said, the ringer guy, that it's like Drew Brees with a strong arm. He's that accurate and that strong. And that the whole, they said it's like a revival. The whole team is looking to Baker after every play. Should we be happy? Should we be sad? Should we be working hard? Are we done? It's like this guy is a born leader. And I get why I missed it, and I did. And I think Colin missed it. It Doesn't mean he's going to have a Hall of Fame career, but tell you this: here's what I think we missed. I wouldn't want to follow Baker. He's not—he's not my kind of leader. But forty-eight-year-old guys don't Mm -hmm. play in the NFL, right? And if you're a young team, especially—I mean, it's not thirty-two; it's twenty-two. And it strikes me that if you had to build a leader for 22-year-old NFL players, it's Baker Mayfield. It's the talent. It's the confidence. It's work ethic, but not taking it all so seriously. It's embracing the reality of 2019 while still being a hard worker. I don't know every little thing. But on one hand, we've got the viral video. And Colin, that's a thumbs down for him. I'm saying at worst neutral. On the other hand, we've got, in my opinion, one of the sharpest NFL guys in the media going there in person and saying this guy is one of three with his arm talent. That is stunning. When we come back, we've got odds – on the Cowboys and Zeke week one. Be
4: sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
7: Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up 10 minutes from now here on FSR. We do have a best bet, your chance to make a little bit of coin on a Monday night. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of You, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
5: Yeah, so to me, with Baker, here's what I'm going to let you guys do. Brad, Fez, anyone in the control room, Jonas, think about various propositions that you want to take that's anti Browns. I'll consider, I'm going to, this is going to be like the prettiest girl at the dance, right? I won't bet you all, so you better come strong. We'll do that after the break. Now, remember, Colin makes like millions and millions of dollars. He's so sharp with his sports opinion. So, in a weird way, If it's me against Colin, I'm a huge underdog. So you guys are on the right side of this, I think. So just be bold, and I mean, this might help you because this is what Colin thinks of Baker.
4: Zero point zero.
5: It's that kind of fraternity mentality that's gonna hurt him. That's gonna at least that's that's the rumor.
7: Guys, the big story in the NFL as far as training camps go is Ezekiel Elliott's holdout from the Dallas Cowboys, and you and Vegas actually found odds as to whether or not Zeke will be playing week one for Dallas.
5: Yes, we have breaking odds. Right now, Zeke to play in week one, yes or no. Yes is minus 200. Minus 200. So, saying about 66% or so. Now, when we come back, we've got two possibilities of bets. Number one is we've got they're gonna come at me with some Baker bets, with some Browns bets. Number two, the new guy, the hitman, wants to bet me on Zeke playing or not, but he got a little bit nervous. And boy, oh boy, he gave me the wrong number, which means RJ is going to win.
7: That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Juan Gabriel, Juanes, Selena,
4: Selena,
1: Celia Cruz, Azúcar. Carol G.
0: La bichota.
1: Christina Aguilera. Xtina. Just to name a few.
0: We're serving the whole story.
1: From rags to riches.
0: And all the tea in between.
1: I'm Liliana Vasquez.
0: And I'm Joseph Carrillo.
1: And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in a house. And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music.
0: Certified Latin royalty.
1: Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey,
0: you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon.
1: Aw, Joseph!
0: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you
2: get your podcasts. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And
7: I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. We talked about Ezekiel Elliott and his potential return for the Dallas Cowboys. There are odds out on Zeke playing for Dallas in Week 1. And, R.J., you have a bet brewing on it.
5: Yeah, and... He just moved here this week. The Hitman, he's called, out of New Jersey. Tommy the Hitman from Jersey. Young guy, under 30. He's a guru with the, the, the trends, the stats. I mean, Fez was using half his stuff last year. We didn't even know it. He was like, boy, where'd Fez uncover that one? And then the Hitman starts to email me, and Fez didn't know it. And it's like, Fez, you're reading that verbatim, you know, right? So, the hit, I mean, <laughs> the, <laughs> true or false? True. So, the, <laughs> I mean, listen, he, he aggregates information from all yeah. sources. He just doesn't have time to attribute. That's all. <laughs> but the fact is, though, this guy was so sharp, we said, come on out. We got a job for you. Now, today was day one. Now, let's be honest. This guy's been looking up to RJ for a long time, the hint man. He said something today. He goes, uh, I think Zeke buys 200. I think that's cheap. I think Zeke's going to play. I said, well, what what number will you give me? And his answer was 260. So think about this. This is Jonah's territory. The market says minus 200. Zeke will play. I'm thinking I'm not so sure. I think Jerry Jones got some guts. He's got a – not a long-term, but I think he has a season-long perspective, right? So I think it's – I'll take – you know, I would have taken plus 220. I would have taken plus 225. He said plus 260. So that's an official bet. Let's get it straight. If Zeke doesn't play week one for any reason. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, for any reason, (laughs) 100 wins me 260. We're going to give the Hitman 10 seconds to explain why he gave RJ Bell plus 260 on a bet that's minus 200. So
9: if Zeke sits and Dallas wins without him, Zeke's going to lose a bunch of leverage in the contract negotiations. Who is Dallas's first three games of the year against? The Giants, Redskins, and Dolphins. Strong possibility they start 3-0 and without Zeke.
5: Or the other side could be they're expected to win those games, so winning them won't mean anything to anybody, but if somehow they lost the first one, it's almost like a free roll for Zeke. Oh, of course you're going to beat the Giants. But if somehow they lose... You can't even beat the Giants without me. See, we could do it both ways, the <laughs> hit man. But what we know is the marketplace said minus 200. I'm taking plus 260. I could go bet the 200 right now and cash it. I promise I won't because I like this pick. I like it. Jonas, you want to give me 260 on this? Absolutely not. All right. No, I'll stay, I'll stay out of that one. Oh, uh, all right. Now, other bets. <laughs> RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. I mean, this, it's football season, baby. Now, here's what you need to know. Fezzik has spent more time being down on the Browns than any opinion on any NFL team. Brad, would you agree with that? Yep. Fez, would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. So then I come in and say, guys, I've had a, a change of thought. I'm ready. Woo me. Dazzle me with propositions. I will take your Browns fade and I'll take the Browns. And Fezzik goes, uh, You know, R.J., I'm thinking, here's my proposition. This is during the break, and this is Fezzik's voice, all kind of high and mighty. I will give you the Browns, and I'll take the Steelers to win the division, even money. And I go, hmm, Brad, what's the odds on that? And you looked it up. (laughs) Yeah, first
9: book I looked at, oh, it's even money.
5: Oh, so Fez was (laughs) dazzling on his strongest proposition. He figures, I'll give you a fair shake. (laughs) Now, for Fez, that's actually doing something. But no thank you, sir. Now, Brad, you came in strong.
9: Yeah, I did. So, Browns season win total, it's nine. But in the marketplace, if you want to bet the under, it's right around even money in the marketplace. I said, hey, RJ, I'm willing to lay minus 150 Browns
5: under. And I'll take it, baby. Now, listen, Jonas, here's the way you need to think about this. Fox Sports Radio pays pretty good. (laughs) But I mean, just the extra money I'm making off of the betting, ooh, I mean it's good it's Christmas in July. Except it's August.
7: Well, I tell my fiance this. She goes, you know, why do you bet on certain games? I'm like, because it's nothing like – it's like adding a little bit of hot sauce. There's nothing like watching a game and having a little bit of action on it, even if it's It's, five bucks in my case.
5: Especially if you're getting 60 cents over a market.
7: That's my case. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, We do have a best bet. It is in Major League Baseball coming up at 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. It is the A's at the Cubs and Steve Fezzik as a best bet.
5: Now, guys, this is the guy that, with his pride on the line, wouldn't do better than market. So what you know for sure is if he's got a pick, that means he really likes it. What are you doing? Why does the guy
8: don't carry his money in a wallet? Hey, why does the guy carry his money in a roll?
5: I
6: like the Cubs, RJ. I bet the Cubs minus 155. It's all about the Cubs pitcher Hendricks. He has been dominant at home. He has an ERA below two at home. That's phenomenal. Not so good on the road. And Oakland's pitcher, Bassett, has been much worse on the road for three years now. Going back three years, his run average on the road, one and a half runs worse. All lines up to the Cubs winning tonight. Let's make some money on the Cubs. I bet the Cubs minus 155.
5: So literally, if home field flipped here, you'd almost like the exact opposite pick. Yes. Now, the market, how much does it consider these things? Because if you're a stats guy and you think about sample size, oftentimes when you're not, you know, you're not even, what, two-thirds into the season? I guess you're moving towards two-thirds now, right, a little bit more? Yes. Is if you have home road splits with just two-thirds of a season – doesn't that have to back up with the, with the career stats?
6: Yeah, and I did go back and I looked, and Hendricks does have good stats, split stats at home the last three years as well, just not quite as dominant as this year.
5: So be, so this kind of idea, the marketplace isn't accounting for the home road splits, especially when they line up perfectly, I think makes a ton of sense. Give the pick one more time. Cubs minus 155. But be careful. You want to look to make sure the lifetime stats are not necessarily as extreme, but they can't be the opposite. If they're the opposite, now I'd rather have the lifetime stats. And in the cases where sometimes the market will react to this season, you see this with umpires, and umpires like 15 and three to the over, but he's got a career that he's 50-50, but everyone's betting the over, uh-uh. Long term is always better, always better.
7: The Odd Couple is next here on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. We are straight out of Vegas. We will be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
0: app.
1: Carol G. Juan Gabriel, Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common?
0: You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama?